Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Rams Up, your L.A. Rams podcast. We cover just about any SoCal sports team, but our primary focus here is your Los Angeles Rams. You can also check out our YouTube channel for weekly video content. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Kicking off episode 134 here, we will be previewing the Los Angeles Rams-New Orleans Saints game. We also have our Rams up straight up game picks. Also throwing in my power rankings. Haven't done that in a while. Just my top 12. Also be telling you which teams can kiss this year goodbye. Up to nine teams now. Two additions to the list this week after week 10 results. Get through some Ram news here. Good news and bad news. Cooper Cup, of course, going to be out a while. High ankle sprain requiring surgery. And we have to ask that question, should he come back at all? Now, if the Rams can find a way to win a couple here while he's out, three or four while he's out, then yeah, maybe you bring him back. But if not, maybe we won't see Cooper Cup again this year, as sad as that is. But on the bright side, silver lining here, maybe this is an opportunity for Matthew Stafford, who is coming back this week. That's the good news. He's out there practicing out of concussion protocol. Maybe this is Stafford's opportunity to develop 
connections with some of his other guys, Alan Robinson, Ben Skowronik. Hey, Tutu Atwell, will he be active? Maybe Lance McCutcheon will get some snaps. No Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford's going to have to start looking elsewhere, and that could be a good thing. So it'll be fun to see what this Rams offense looks like, especially the wide receiving core, and will Stafford get his tight ends involved? Maybe more than just Tyler Higby, maybe Bryson Hopkins, the guy that showed so well in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. Maybe it's his turn to get involved. Rams got to figure that out. And maybe the running backs out of the backfield, of course. I'll talk much more about that in the preview, but that's the main news. Cooper Cup done for a while. Matthew Stafford back. And it's time for our weekly offensive line update. The shakeup continues. Alaric Jackson done for the year. Chandler Brewer having surgery out four to six weeks. David Edwards is back. He should play, but don't get too excited. Brian Allen, nursing thumb and knee injuries, might not be able to go. It's just incredible what has gone on with this offensive line. A quick rundown. Joseph Noteboom tore his Achilles heel in week six. Alaric Jackson, his replacement, out for the season, starting week 10 with blood clots. David Edwards, He's been on IR since week six with the concussion issues. Brian Allen missed five games. Coleman Shelton has missed the last five games coming back now. Tremaine Ankrum injured. Week two, out for the year after one snap. Chandler Brewer now out four to six weeks. And our top draft pick, Logan Bress, has been out for the year since the preseason. Pretty amazing. I don't want to make excuses for this team, but if you told me in the preseason that this is what this offensive line was going to go through, I'd probably say we were in deep trouble, and that's what's happened. And I've said, you know, a lot of teams have had similar situations that the Rams have had as far as dealing with injuries, but when you look at this, (laughs) the number of injuries that this offensive line has suffered, that's probably really not true. I don't I wish someone with a larger mainframe than me could crunch some data on this. How many potential starters have gone down for the Rams and backups that became starters? How many games lost on this offensive line? It's a pretty impressive number. I don't even want to take a guess, but it's got to be some kind of record. It just has to be. It's easier to talk about who hasn't been injured. Who hasn't been injured? Well, the only starter, Rob Havenstein, Bobby Evans, he's been healthy. Ode Abushi, who played a little bit. Ty Nasheki, am I pronouncing that right? Probably not. Matt Skura. AJ Arcuri, our seventh round draft pick on the practice squad. He has not been activated yet. Jeremiah Colonnay and the European exemption, Max Percher. Those are the healthy guys. Haven't got dinged up yet. But it, it's just amazing all the offensive line we've gone through. Not to beat a dead horse, but I'm going to try to recite this as quickly as I can, just for fun, and see if I get this right. Probably not. If someone asked me, hey, what happened to the Rams this year? I'd probably say this. The top draft pick, Logan Bruss, tore his ACL in the preseason, was out for the year. Brian Allen, the starting center, got banged up in the first game, missed five games. 
Coleman Shelton slid over from right guard, and Tremaine Ankrum took over for Shelton. Ankrum fractured his fibula on his first snap, and Alaric Jackson stepped in for him. Joseph Noteboom tore his Achilles. Alaric Jackson moved from right guard to left tackle. Jeremiah Coloni took over at center, and Coleman Shelton moved back to right guard. Brian Allen came back, and Shelton moved back to guard. Left guard David Edwards went out with a concussion and was replaced by Bobby Evans. Shelton got hurt and was replaced by Chandler Brewer. Brewer is out for a few weeks, but now Shelton is back. Alaric Jackson got blood clots, out for the year, was replaced by Ty Naseki. Edwards is coming back and replacing Bobby Evans, but now Allen is hurt, and Shelton may have to slide back to center. And who will replace Shelton at right guard? Not sure. That, my friends, in a nutshell, is the Rams' season. We're going to be back in a minute with our preview of the Rams-Saints game. Let's preview this Week 11 game. The Los Angeles Rams traveling to New Orleans. Series record between these two teams. Rams lead 43 wins, 34 losses. Last time they played September 15, 2019, Rams 27, Saints 9. Lots of field goals in that one. The only touchdowns, TD runs by Todd Gurley and Jared Goff. Memorable games. You all know which one I'm going to go to here. January 20th, 2019, Rams 26, Saints 23 in overtime. I'll refer to it as the Nicole Roby Coleman Dante Fowler game. The Rams steal a win and go to the Super Bowl. Man, the Saints fan base still hates us for that. Saints are coached by Dennis Allen. It's his first year replacing Sean Payton. I did a segment over the summer on NFL coaches, and I'm pretty sure I had Dennis Allen near the bottom. Didn't understand this higher. He had eight wins and 28 losses leading the Oakland Raiders, and he's not faring much better. Saw an article just the other day suggesting he might get fired. He'll probably wait till the end of the season, I'm sure, but not going well for the New Orleans Saints this year. They come in with a 3-7 and seven record at the bottom of the NFC South alongside the Carolina Panthers. How'd they get there? Well, they lost their first three before beating the Seahawks, and then they lost to the Bengals and Cardinals before beating the Raiders. The last two, they lost to the Ravens and Steelers, scoring a combined 23 points. This is a team similar to the Rams in some ways, especially the Rams without Cooper Cup, an offense that really has nothing to hang their hat on. Michael Thomas has been out all year. Andy Dalton, nothing to get excited about at quarterback. A couple of good receivers, the young Chris Olave. We got Taysom Hill. We'll talk about that a little bit more, but just an offense that doesn't really get you too excited. Defense can be pretty good, though. Both teams come in without their top receivers. Michael Thomas on IR, Cooper Cup. Not sure how long he's going to be out. And of course, the Rams' offensive line issues. Virtually everybody has been hurt at one time or another, except for Rob Havenstein. I'm not even sure who's going this week. May not know until Sunday morning, but Brian Allen and Rob Havenstein are fortunately healthy and should be good to go. The other three spots, who knows? We'll see. Saints draft picks this year. They took Chris Olave at number 11. And remember, this was the guy that the Detroit Lions 
were so excited that the Saints took him because then they pounced on Jamison Williams, who is redshirting this year. Alave has played pretty well. Looks like a star of the future. The other picks, Trevor Penning, the angry offensive tackle. He's on injured reserve. Rams don't really have any connections to this team, player-wise or coaching, that I could detect. Let's talk about the Saints team a little bit more. On offense, they're 10th ranked as far as yards per game. Fairly balanced, 9th passing, 15th rushing. Andy Dalton comes in with 11 TDs and 7 interceptions. Just one of those efficient quarterbacks that doesn't really get you too excited. But he can play pretty good football. Don't totally dismiss Andy Dalton. If he gets hot, he can be a really productive quarterback. Talked about Alavi already. 46 catches for 658 yards and 2 TDs. Not bad. Alvin Kamara still the leading rusher. 112 rushes for 469 yards, just the one TD. Taysom Hill and Mark Ingram still contribute as well. So at times it's a three-headed monster there. They use Taysom Hill in a lot of different ways. With Mike Thomas out, the receiving has fallen on Alavi and Jarvis Landry. Surprised the Rams didn't make a run at Jarvis Landry. He's really underrated. Last week, Jawan Johnson, the tight end, was their leading receiver against the Steelers. So keep an eye on him as well. And they have that really good right tackle, Ryan Ramzik. On defense, middle of the pack, surprisingly more vulnerable to the ground game, giving up over 130 yards a game. Linebacker Pete Warner leads the team in tackles. Cameron Jordan, five and a half sacks. That guy's put together quite the career. Their secondary is really good. On the back end, Marcus May and Tyran Matthew, I think Matthew's overrated. Make some splash plays here and there, but he's not the player a lot of people think he is, in my opinion. And then, of course, the cornerback, Marshawn Lattimore. They don't have to worry about Cooper Cup in this game, so that's going to free up Lattimore to shut someone down, and he probably will. The odds, Saints by three. That's a Cooper Cup line, I think. With Cup, it might be even or maybe Saints favored by one at home. The over-under is 39 points. 39 points. I think the only way this point total gets to 39 points is if Brandon Powell returns a couple of punts for touchdowns. Hey, maybe that's what this team needs. Game will be played in a dome, so weather obviously is not an issue. What are my fearsome four keys to this game? Well, you know, normally, back in the good old days... I would focus on the things the Rams had to avoid doing so they don't give a game away. What do they need to do to secure a win against an inferior opponent? Because that was very often the case. Things have changed. The Rams need some help. They need a takeaway. They need a couple of takeaways. My, My fearsome key number one is exactly that. We need a takeaway or two, maybe a pick six. It's been since the end of that Carolina game since we've had a takeaway. And that may be a function, surely is a function of the way we play defense. Our style of defense, bend, don't break, isn't conducive to a lot of takeaways, in my opinion. And we've been pretty unlucky in that regard, to be honest. But it'd be nice if that changed. A takeaway or two, the luck turns a little bit in our favor, and we get a couple takeaways against the Saints. Here's some key number two. We've got to move the ball on the ground against this team. They have a very good pass defense, a little less sturdy against the run. 
We showed some signs of life last week, just a little bit, just a little bit of life, had some holes there at times. We need to get Henderson and Akers going, and if they can't, let's get Kyron Williams in there. He looked quicker than either of those guys. I don't think they will go with Kyron Williams as a starter. I don't think that's the type of move McVay makes with his team. I wish it was, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Kyron Williams out there for the second series or the second set of downs. We'll see. For some key number three, hey, how about a chunk play of some kind? I don't know who on this team can make a chunk play, a splash play. It might have to be the defense, but on offense, it might be Brandon Powell, Van Jefferson. Someone's got to step up. They're not even playing Tutu Atwell, so we can cross him off our list. Some kind of chunk play, a big offensive play, the type of plays that Cooper Cup typically would make for us. Uh, And those plays that he's been making have kept us alive and kept us in some games. We're going to need someone else to step up and a big 40-yard, 50-yard play, a long touchdown, a pick six if it's on defense, something. We need something really good to happen for us. Maybe a Brandon Powell punt return. He's been close a few times, really close, and wouldn't be surprised if that happened this week. He's been close a few times, and maybe this is the week he breaks one. And fearsome key number four, someone has to step up in the receiving game, maybe a couple of guys, and if Stafford plays, it's going to be on him to get these guys involved. Maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Matthew Stafford's going to have to look for someone besides Cooper Cup. Is it going to be Higby, uh, Van Jefferson, Allen Robinson? Is Lance McCutcheon going to get a shot? Even one of the other tight ends, Bryson Hopkins, has disappeared again. Or maybe it's the running backs out of the backfield. Not screen plays, please. Something a little bit different. Mix it up. Center screens. Screens in the middle of the field to a running back. Haven't seen that very much this year. Kyron Williams, Daryl Henderson, one of these guys getting involved in the passing game. Something's got to change. Someone's going to have to step up a couple of guys if we're going to move the ball against the Saint defense in the air, that's for sure. I have no problem with us going to the running game, trying to shorten this game, let our defense win the game for us, put just a few points on the board, but still we're going to have to have a receiver or two involved somehow with Cooper Cup not participating. My prediction, Rams 13, Saints 10. Yes, that's my prediction. That's the type of game it's probably going to be, especially if the Rams are going to win. It'll definitely be low scoring. Can't see both of these teams getting into the 20s. Just don't see it unless it's a total breakdown by one of these defenses. But that's what I'm going to roll with. The Rams get back in the win column, beating the Saints 13-10. to Your kicker's lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim. The stakes are high and the tension is higher. He kicks and you watch as the ball lands... Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. And check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. And you're looking for a Week 11 same-game parlay? Let's take a look at the Panthers-Ravens game. 
Take the Panthers in the points, looking about 12 and a half right now. Take the under on the point total. And Deontay Foreman, I'm going to say take the under on his rushing yardage against this tough Ravens defense. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. This segment, we're going to touch on two things. I'm going to give you my power rankings, update it for the first time in a while. And as you all know, I'm not going to go 1 through 32. Just the top 12 teams plus the three teams that are just outside the top 12. Like you, not really too interested in who's rated higher, the Bears or the Saints or the Browns. Not much interest to me. So we'll just do the 1 through 12. The other thing I'm going to do is update my list of teams who are done, teams who can kiss this season goodbye. Thank you for participating. Now, as a refresher, in week six, I counted out the Panthers and the Commanders. Week seven, I said goodbye to the Texans and the Lions. And in week eight, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And week nine, the Las Vegas Raiders. And now week 10 behind us, is there anyone new, any additional teams we need to add to this list? AFC East, absolutely not. All four teams are over 500. In the AFC North, we already rolled out the Steelers. Browns slipped to three and six. Four of their next five games, the Bills, Bucks, Bengals, and Ravens. Now, Now, two of those games against divisional opponents, some would say that's an opportunity for the Browns. I'm going the other way. I'm saying the Cleveland Browns 2022 season is over. Thank you for participating. See you next year, Cleveland Browns. AFC South, we already ruled out the Texans and Jags. Colts and Titans, still both in the mix. AFC West, the Raiders, we've already said they're done. What about the Broncos, 3-6? and six? They overall have a tough schedule, but let's see what happens in these next two against the Raiders and Panthers. This is an opportunity for the Broncos to bring their team back from life support. So we'll put them on our watch list, not calling them done yet. The NFC East, we already ruled out the Commanders, the other three teams still alive and well. The NFC West, sorry, I'm not counting out the Rams. Can't do it. It's not in my nature. Cardinals, 49ers, and Seahawks all still have a shot. The NFC North, we already ruled out the Lions. Packers and Vikings are still alive. The Bears, the Bears are 3-6. and six. They were on my watch list. Their schedule gets brutal, though. The Jets, Packers, Eagles, Bills, and Vikings left. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm calling the three and six Bears done. See you next year, Chicago Bears. Thank you for participating. Your season is over. NFC South already ruled out the Panthers. The Saints are three and seven, but that division is still in reach for them. 
could say the same about the Panthers. They have the same record, but I ruled them out. And as I said, no unringing the bell. When I say you're done, you're done. The Panthers are done. Not going to make that same call on the Saints right now, but they need to beat the Rams or maybe they will be done. So two new teams on this list, the Browns and the Bears. We're up to nine teams that are done. Thank you for playing, guys. See you next year. We'll probably be adding to this list next week. So what about my power rankings? I'm going to tell you the three teams that are just outside this top 12. Probably going to get some disagreement on this. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm not buying it quite yet. Two nice wins. Rams should have had them in that game. And I have a feeling that's the game that the Rams are going to be ruining, having let it slip away. The Packers, they get a win, but their resume is really not that impressive. Same for the Seahawks. Seahawks always seem to have this magic about them where they pull out games. Couldn't do it last week in Germany against the Bucks. I'm really impressed with the way they have played. I've already won my bet on them. Over five and a half wins. That was my bet of the year. But I'm still not buying them as a top 12 team. I still think that defense, although improved, is still susceptible as the Bucks showed last week, especially the Seahawks run defense. Really surprising how poor it was. So who are my top 12? Number 12, I'm going with the Chargers. They went on the road and lost a close game without their two top receivers. Their tackles were both out, and they hung in there. They're a good team, and I got them at number 12. Number 11, the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not sure if they're going to hang on to that spot. That loss of Jamar Chase really hurts. Hopefully he can come back at some point. For now, I got the Bengals at 11, and I'm already second-guessing myself on that, but leave them at 11. Number 10, the Dallas Cowboys. Can't get a win at Lambeau. Still a very good defense. Tony Pollard has been playing really well. Cowboys at number 10. The 49ers at number 9. Their roster could be top three, especially with McCaffrey in the fold. But I still have a lingering doubt about this team being able to win big games in the playoffs. Good team. They got some proven to do, and of all these teams I'm talking about, they might have the worst quarterback. Number eight, the New York Giants. Got to give it to them. They just keep on winning. Number seven, the Jets. Got to give it to them. They just keep on winning. Number six, the Miami Dolphins. Very exciting team. Uh, I'm tempted to move them up in the rankings, but for now I got them at number six. These next three or four teams, you could really mix them up any way you want. I don't have a strong argument for having the Dolphins at six instead of three or four, but I'll leave it at that. Number five, the Buffalo Bills, six and three. The team everybody had crowned as the Super Bowl champions after that Thursday night win over the Rams, having some issues now. Number four, the Baltimore Ravens. I think this team is on a mission This might be the year Lamar Jackson gets to the Super Bowl. Number three, the Philadelphia Eagles. Some chink in their armor losing at home to the Commanders. But hey, everybody has a bad day at the office, including the Eagles. And they were actually in that game to the end. Can't hammer them too much. Number two, 
a team that's not getting the love they deserve, the Minnesota Vikings, pull out a win on the road against the Bills. The Bills kind of handed it to them, but give the Vikings credit. They took it and they won. Impressive road win for the Vikings. And number one, the Kansas City Chiefs, a team the Rams play in a couple weeks. They got it all going on, and they got Patrick Mahomes, great coach, pretty good defense, lots of weapons. Kansas City Chiefs are a scary team. Of all these teams, regardless of the rankings, the six most serious Super Bowl contenders to me are those teams I have in the top six. Forget the rankings, but I think that right now it'd be a good money bet The AFC representative will either be the Chiefs, Ravens, Bills, or Dolphins, and the NFC rep will either be the Vikings or Eagles. Now, Giants, Niners, Cowboys could all have something to say about that on the NFC side, but that's what I'm rolling with for now. My top 12 teams, after 10 weeks of the NFL season, take it or leave it. Let's get to our Week 11 Rams Up Straight Up Game Picks. But first, a look back at last week. And I have to be quite frank with you. It was a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week for myself. Between Pete, Lorenzo, Mike, and myself, I was the only one that picked the Seahawks to beat the Buccaneers. And I was the only one to pick the Saints to beat the Steelers. And that dinged me really good. The result is Mike went 8-6 and six on the week. Pete and Lorenzo both went 7-7. Seven and seven, And I went 5-9. and nine. Ouch. I'm still ahead of Pete on the year. But I'm falling further behind Lorenzo and Mike. Mike with 96 correct. Lorenzo 93. I have 87. And Pete has 86. And this week... Week 11, I don't know if I remember a more difficult week to pick games straight up. I counted 10 games, maybe 11, that I could easily go either way on. And I was so troubled by this and the fact that I did support a last week. I decided to let my special assistant, who prefers to remain anonymous but knows everything, I let him make the picks this week. I'm going to step on the sideline and I'm going to give you his picks. And I I made my picks first, and then I let him throw his out there, and he actually picked six games differently than me. So we'll see if my special assistant can get me back in the game here. Tough week to do it, but that's why I'm leaning on him. I need a breather. I need to step back. Not doing too well the last few weeks. So what are my special assistant's picks? Titans Packers. He's going with the Packers at home. That could be a really fun game to watch. Both teams coming off of big wins. He's rolling with the Packers, though. Bears and Falcons. Falcons at home. He's got the Falcons. Panthers at the Ravens. That's one of the games that's fairly easy to pick. You would think anyways. Going with the Ravens. Another game that didn't take a lot of deliberation, I'm guessing. Browns at Bills. That game could be played in several feet of snow. Not sure who that favors, but going with the Bills. Commanders at the Texans. Commanders showed really well on Monday night. They go on the road to Houston, and my special assistant is taking the Texans. Eagles at Colts. 
Now, he tells me he was so tempted to take the Colts, Jeff Saturday improving to 2-0 as a head coach, but he's taken the Eagles to bounce back after suffering their first loss of the year. Jets at Patriots now. I was tempted to take the Jets, and actually I did take the Jets, but my special assistant is well aware, apparently, of how the Patriots have dominated the Jets, and he's rolling with the Patriots I took a look at the football database and the Patriots have beaten the Jets 13 straight times. And the last time the Jets beat the Patriots in regulation was in 2011, a playoff game, January 16th, 2011. That's crazy. Rams at Saints. He's wired just like me. He's taking the Rams. Lions at the Giants. And I rolled with the Lions. I said I would never pick them again. But I did, and so is my special assistant. Rolling with the Lions, the official pick. Raiders at the Broncos. He's taking the visiting team, the Raiders. Both these teams, really disappointing. Which one's going to be more disappointed after this one? The Denver Broncos and fans of Russell Wilson will be feeling it after this one. The Raiders win it. Chiefs at Chargers. Now, There's going to be a lot of Chiefs fans in the stadium. Chargers have been so banged up at key positions, so I'm not sure they can hang with the Chiefs no matter where they play. Chiefs take this one. Cowboys at Vikings. Extremely important game in the playoff picture for both teams. Vikings probably going to take that division. (laughs) That win over the Bills gives them some breathing room with the Packers also winning last week, but They have to have the Packers in their rearview mirror a little bit, right? But we think, my special assistant thinks, Cowboys are going to win this on the road. Bengals at the Steelers. Steelers are really surprising to me anyways, beating the Saints. I guess I was the only one that saw it that way. But the Bengals will take care of them in Pittsburgh. And the 49ers at the Cardinals. Cardinals might be feeling their groove. 49ers, you know... That wasn't that impressive of a win against the Chargers at home, in my opinion. I think the 49ers are the better team. Cardinals are going to give them a fight at home, though. This could be a really fun game on Monday night, but we're taking the 49ers. Those are my Rams Up Straight Up picks, letting my special assistant make the picks this week. And if he does poorly and I fall behind Pete Prisco, well, I can just say, hey, that's what happens when you let your assistant make the picks. Back next week to see how we did. That's going to do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. You'll find links to all of our episodes as well as transcriptions. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up. Stay safe and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube royalty-free music audio library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama.